For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yo. Oh, the rumor merely swirling. Swirling, swirling, swirling. What you do now? What did you do this time? <laughs> it's not me. I mean, it's the internet. Oh, yeah, right. It's the internet. <laughs> them, them, them going crazy. Hey, the internet is undefeated. It is undefeated. <laughs> them, Don't fight it. Them's is going crazy. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Um, the internet is growing a buzz, obviously, over a potential transaction that could happen with the Niners. Of course, we're talking about uh, Julio Jones. Everybody knows that he wants out. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jimmy G and Trey Lance because why not, right? And then um, <laughs> also, I have some it, – it's it's June now, right? So these May concerns uh-huh. have turned into June concerns, but – I'm. I was just. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was just kind of talking it out. You know, sometimes you just talk some things out, right? And, and, uh-huh. and, I, started, yeah. and I was talking about this defensive line, and th- there are some concerns that I have. So I, I'm, I'm gonna need you to, to talk me off the ledge or something. I mean, I know it's only June, but we're, we're gonna have to d- dive into this a little bit, um, because I'm, I'm a little. So. I'm a little. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little. A little concerned here. Um, of course, we we wanted to remind you as always to get involved with the show. You can hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore, and on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. Uh, feel free to always we want to remind you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast, and of course. Um, if there's a like button on your particular subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. As always, we are presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. They got prop bets as well. They got bets on 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 the odds of of the, the likelihood of, of, of Julio landing with the Niners. Um, they got bets on bets. Yeah, bets on bets. You want to go ahead and, and put some, some, some money down on our Lakers? Uh, you feeling froggy? Go ahead and leave because it's not looking really good right now. Just in all honesty. Stop. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Just being real, uh, I hate you. I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to come to a cold realization uh, last night uh, w- watching that, watching that that game five debacle. Anywho, um, head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, so. As far as Julio Jones goes, look, I didn't even mm-hmm. we 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 didn't we didn't even discuss this last week, right? Because I didn't even really think it was a thing. Um, but now, you know, they say where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And and um, that sometimes is the case. Uh, that may or may not be true in this particular situation. Um, actually, you know what? I'm skeptical. I I I I for one just don't see it. I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there right now, right? Like I'm not even gonna try okay. to build build you up and 
and, and, and you know, everyone who's tuning in, not trying to build you up that, oh, Julio's coming to the squad, this, that, and the other. I don't see it happening um, for a couple of reasons. One of them is, you know, ash cast the grass, nobody rides for free, right? I mean, where, where, where's the – the the you're gonna have to give something up right for a guy like julio right so i'm not sure how how that's going to work out especially you know considering you know what they just gave up to move up to 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 get trey lance and so um but there's a, a according to jeremy fowler um from espn there's growing concern around the league that teams are watching the Niners closely to see what they do. For whatever reason, people around the league think the Niners are actually player in this in terms of being able to acquire Julio Jones. Um, I'll Before I get into other reasons why, I, I, I want to get, get your thoughts first. I mean, like, Julio, coming to the Niners. I mean, yeah. what, what's your... Which your I mean, is this just just more June talk, or or, or what? What are your thoughts about this? Could this is this a real? Could this realistically happen? Um, well, anything can happen. I've always said salary cap is is only a deterrent if you don't want a guy. If you want somebody, they can find the money. You can move that around. You know what what Julio's numbers are going to be. There's also nothing that's if you truly want Julio and Julio wants to be here. There's nothing that says that you can't redo a contract. There, there's this this misnomer that okay Julio's numbers are concrete. No player's numbers are concrete because you can always extend, you can readjust, you you know you can you can work with those numbers and fudge those numbers. You know I tell you all the time numbers lie. So you can you can fudge the numbers to make them work for you uh, for for a certain period of time. And that'll be based on what you look your look your uh, look you, what you think your window is. Let me you know clearly state that on how much time you want to give Julio, how how what you think he has left. Um, Julio, we all know the greatness of Julio. I absolutely love Julio. There, there's no question. I tweeted before, but we don't need Julio. Um, I still say that we don't need Julio. Um, and everybody was coming back. Well, you don't need, you don't need a Bentley. I don't need this, but I would take it. Of course you will take him. It goes back to everything else. It's the Aaron Rodgers thing. (laughs) It's all of these things. It's, 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 it goes back to the same thing when I was talking about with Aaron Rodgers, at what cost? When you start talking about these things and making trades and all of this type stuff, at what cost? How much are you going to pay for a short-term rental? That's what Julio is going to be. He's a short-term rental. We look at all of these players and we think about what they've done and we get caught up and enamored on uh, on what they've done and we view it as what they can do in our colors. Pause everybody that's, that's all crazy about Julio. So you say my thoughts on Julio. I just gave you that part of it. Love Julio. But this is what I want you to think about. For everybody who's saying we got to have Julio, Julio is this, Julio is that. Think about Julio's age. But yes, think about what he's done and what he can possibly do. Now, close your eyes, blink one time, open them back up, change the name Julio to Richard Sherman. Mm. See, once they've been in your colors, I don't think they and they hear start, that. Uh-uh. You start doing things. It's the same type player. It's the same great player, great pedigree. We know what he can do. Multiple Pro Bowls, multiple All Pros. All of these things are still there, but now everyone's like, "Well, his body's breaking down a little bit. He's a little bit older. What does he have left?" For when someone is not in your color, see, we always view the grass on the other side of the fence, 
as being greener. greener. And that's what I'm, that's the thing that I'm trying to say. You don't need Julio. What are you willing to give up on Julio? And you got to see the big picture and not just say, Oh man, I, I, I've seen Julio do some great things. You're absolutely right. Remember you said that you've seen it's past tense. So the question is, what does he have left? And what do you think you can get out of him and what he's giving you? Cause remember 20, 21 Julio is not 2015 Julio. Julio Julio ain't Julio anymore. The Julio that I used to sit on set and every time he made a play, I was screaming, Julio, that's just not the same dude. He, he, you know, he, he did those things, but though I don't expect him to do those things consistently. His, and his body has been saying it. Julio's not giving you every game anymore. Julio's not giving you all of those reps anymore. Julio's not giving you all of those plays anymore because his body's not allowing all those things to happen. So that's what you have to think about. Can you get some of that from some of the other players and develop those players? I think you can. Um, would I take him? Yes. Um, would I overpay for him? No. Because there's no, there's no reason to. And on top of that, he's already said he wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> whether, whether whether he knew he was on air or not, uh, <laughs> radio, whether he knew he was on Shannon's air, on, that he was live or not, he said, he said I, I don't want to – Yeah, he said, he I don't want to go it. back. He said So if he, if he meant that, be it – Organic or not, um, that right there just lowered the price tag. Yeah, that takes so, away a lot of the leverage that the that that the Falcons had. Um, my my thing, is, well, the the, the ex- I can see some of the excitement. Obviously, you know, the name obviously speaks for itself, right? And then um, the fact that you know he he he's had you know some of his best years under Shanahan, playing in Kyle's system. Um, and I think for a lot of Niners fans, maybe their last burning impression of Julio was that 2019 season, him making that game-winning touchdown catch right at the goal line, right? That ended up setting mm-hmm. up the big Sunday night affair in Seattle for the for the division. Um, Niners made it a lot harder on themselves to to, to, to try to get that first round by um, and, 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 and clinch the division, which they ultimately ended up doing uh, in, in in Seattle. But, you know, it was, it was a, a, a loss to a Falcons team that many people thought they had no business losing to, right? And Julio was, you know, he, he had he had the game winner, right? And that, and that was 2019, and so I think that that image may be burned in in a lot of a lot of minds of of, of the faithful. Absolutely. One, one other thing though is, I mean, look, you mentioned it, right? You got a number one guy in Kittle. Um, Ba is coming, right? And then you got going to be your. Let me let me say Kittle right now. Is yeah, he is the number one receiver. They need to get beyond that. I think BA BA has shown me enough to see that he can develop into a. He true can be one. the guy. Yeah, Every, everybody keeps freaking out. Like you got to have a number. I'm like you. You don't need any more receivers. They've drafted receivers uh, for the last 19 years in a row. We have receivers. You you need you need them to stay healthy. But you found Debo. You found um, BA. I think you can continue to build around B.A. and that is going to be that he could be a really good um, receiver outside. Yeah. Yeah. And so from a and then you got Debo also. Right. And so just from a philosophical standpoint. Right. Like this has been a running team. Right. Kyle wants to run the ball. Um, And he always will. and And that and that's a lot of balls to go around on the perimeter. 
you know, is if you bring in a guy like Julio as well, right? So for for me, it's 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 some of that too. Like does and and, and like you said, like I don't think Kyle bends, right? Because even when he had Julio, you know, he had he had Freeman and and uh and 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 what Freeman and Coleman out there in Atlanta, yeah. right? So they were still a running. Team. They were still a running. Run they ball. were still a running team, right? And so, um. You well, know. let me say this. Let me say this. The great, see, the greatness of Julio is that you don't have to throw the ball a lot, and you can still be effective. That that's that's the thing that I. So I, I I'm with you. I get the excitement. Julio has shown that even in a system where you want to run the ball, I can damn near get you 100 yards a game at the receiver. Yeah, his career said so. That's that's who he is. So I do understand. I like people don't. Like, there is no hate in my heart for Julio. I you know I told you this. Like like I. For anyone who's ever experienced standing next to Julio Jones on a football field and watch him work, you will see. Dude is different. He is different. And the first time I stood there and literally and watched him in person, standing right next to him, just watch him work at practice and everything else, and I was just like, this dude, I, I told you, I, I said, this dude's an avatar. Like, he, yeah. he is He is not, like, like, I'm sorry, you paint him blue. He will terrorize guys in their nightmares. He, he's he's just he's not real. No no human being should be that big, that quick. That this this dude is the size of a tight end, but he moves like he has like the quickness of an Odell Beckham. It, it's ridiculous, ridiculous. I mean, when when you think about Tyree Kill and all those guys, how they can come in and out of their breaks and and transition and change directions and. And just burst. He can do all of those things, but he's he's as big as Fred Warner. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So yes. So let so what's what's a so let's put a price on it. Um, you know, at what point where 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 is too much in, in your guesstimation in terms of what the Niners should give up to potentially acquire? a guy like Julio Jones and, and how much of that changes if say Atlanta picks up some of his salary. Well, well, now see when you, you threw too many ifs in there for me because I, I need to know now. <laughs> it's what, June. Oh, we, we're exploring the what ifs here. <laughs> how many, how, how, how much of his salary are they going to pick up? All these type things. How much of this salary, how much of the salary are they going to pick up? Um, Boy, I swear, I swear, I can't even mention. Okay, well, let's. Okay, well, no, 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 no. I was just about. I just got a text in the middle of me talking right there, and it's it's like one of those advertisements, and I'm not even going to mention the name of them um, because they're not they're not sponsoring us. (laughs) 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 But but uh, but but they correct me up. That's a that's a that's a pod for. I'll put that one on the pod after the pod and tell you about it. But I had a joke right there. Uh, But but so. How much are they going to pick up? Because if you're going to pick up a major portion of their salary, of his salary, and I'm looking at Julio and I'm looking at the other thing I'm thinking about, healthy. How many games has Julio played? And, and that's something you just sprung this on me, so I don't know. I hadn't had a chance to look at how many games has Julio played the last two, three seasons. You know, how, how many games am I expecting Julio to play, um, you know, 14 games, 16 games, 10 games? Eight games, you you know what I mean? Yeah, so like he I'm, he played nine last season, but prior okay, to prior so to prior to that, it was fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, fourteen, sixteen, fifteen, except two thousand thirteen okay. when he he had that injury, only played five. Okay, so so I'm I'm expecting him to give me pretty much a full season, and the question is, well, was last he? year 
what what see that see that's what I was just about to say. So now this is where it, all of this price tag stuff was last year an outlier or is that the new trend? Is that the new normal? Yeah. Yes. So so that means so is he going to give me half? I got seventeen games. Is he going to give me half a season? Because I don't want to pay him. Am I paying? So if Atlanta's picking up how much? So that's what I'm saying. Are, are you picking up half of his salary? Because if you're picking up half of his salary, I can pay him for half a season. So all of these things start to come start to come in play on what I want to give you for Julio. So it, there are too many ifs right now. Um, if 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 you're picking up a chunk, if, if you're paying half of his salary and you're asking me for a number two or something like that, I still don't know if I want to do it. I, because I don't, I don't need Julio Jones to to win. I don't. I I personally feel you don't need Julio Jones to win the Super Bowl. I think Julio Jones could help push you over the top. Um, but the question is, how do I want to play it on the back end of it? Um, um, Deion Sanders pushed us over the top in '94. We were a good football team. We became a better football team. The the Forty Niners will become a better football team with Julio Jones. Um, that's the last time you won yeah. because you, you didn't, you weren't in position to keep all of the pieces. If they had kept all of the pieces, I, I still, I'll go to my grave believing we'd have won at least two more. Yeah. If they'd have been able to keep the pieces together, there's no way we wouldn't have won at least two more. I'll second that. Um, so now, so now that's, this is the same thing. How much do you want to give away to chase this one? Um, yes, I want this. I want this next one. But where is that going to leave you? Because remember, you've given away pieces to get Trey. Um, how, how many? How much more can you give away uh, before you start to turn into the Rams? So even with them, even well, yeah, that's that that's a that's that's a major major point. We've talked about that a lot. Just the Rams and and their structuring. So even if them picking up a large chunk of of his contract, a two may be too much for you. So that means me. so that means if if they don't pick up any of his contract, so you're thinking what like a fourth? Um, I, I you know I would possibly because a three a three is a starter. A three should be a starter. Um, for a three to turn into um. For a three to turn into Fred Warner, you know, or Navarro Bowman, now you you that that right there, yeah, you, you just rolled the dice and got lucky. Uh, but this should be a solid starter for you. So if I offer you a three, I'm trying to give you a player. It's on you to try and hope that that player turns into something great. But I do that. I mean, a fourth. I, I think. I think. So just I one three, laugh. not a three, and attach it to another pick I, down I mean, the line. I, I, I could I could do a three and attach it to some other things. Yes, down the line, down the line. But okay. I don't know if I want to go beyond that. Of one, you know, you know my thoughts. I know people get all caught up in the draft and all. You never know, and this guy's going to be a bust and all of this stuff and everything, which is a whole different conversation. This is the Kwame Brown. This is all of these type things that are happening <laughs> that goes on. I'm gonna have to, I, I have, I have to my, edit that out. We don't want the smoke, Kwame. We don't want the. Smoke. <laughs> No, 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 no. See, I don't have a problem with Kwame and what he's saying. I, I don't because it is people. People always say calling someone. I'm just talking about your ball. No, you're not talking about my ball. So this. So yeah. if if so this this is okay. Side note: If you call me a bum, you call me a bust. You say these things. That's personal. 
Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's announcers, commentators, they always say it's nothing personal. I'm talking about the ball. No, you're not. Tell I'll explain it to you. This is it. It is personal. You're calling that individual a bust. That in so let me just say this. We we'll go Navarro Bowman, Fred Warner, um, uh, George Kittle, the San Francisco 49ers are what for drafting them? A great organization, right? Yeah. Ab- absolutely smart organization. They are better than people. They know how to find the diamonds in the rough. The organization knows how to get these guys. The Seattle Seahawks, Richard Sherman, and and um, Cam, and Browner, they are excellent. You know, Bobby Wagner, it's an excellent organization for finding those guys. Russell Wilson in the third round, excellent organization for picking those guys. But now, let's just say you draft a guy high, and he doesn't perform. Now the player is a bust. Why isn't the organization? Why isn't, that yeah. why isn't the organization on blast for over drafting a guy? The organization put too much equity into this guy. The organization decided. The player didn't decide that they were going to get drafted in a certain round. The organization did. But if the, for for some reason, if it if it doesn't work out, it's on the player if they were drafted early, but the organization gets credit for the player. If they're for the Merton Hanks in the fifth round that become an all pro. Yeah. Now it's the organization. So that's, that's my whole thing. That's yeah. what I'm like people. And so that's why I don't have a problem with Kwame. So then yeah, what, yeah, what, what I'll, I'll take, I, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take a step further too. Just, I mean, maybe he didn't become the player that you wanted him to be for that organization or maybe before where he was drafted. But dude still played like 12 years in the league. Like 13, you know, thank 13, you. Yes. you know what I'm saying? Like yes. So, yes. so I mean that uh-huh. that's kind of that's kind of hard to to call a guy uh, a, a bust. bust. Plus, so I mean, what, he he was yes. a Laker, so you know, I ain't got nothing left, yeah. left love for Kwame. Well, Anyways. Well, that was, so yeah, so so that's that's the whole thing about it. So when you, when you look at it, when you start comparing this guy to other players at that position, at, you know, the number one pick of the draft or a first round pick, you know, all of these type things. The Tim Tebow's shouldn't be in football because he was drafted and he was a bust and all of these things. Well, Tim Tebow couldn't play quarterback. He shouldn't have been drafted in the first round uh, because his and you look at it in hindsight, um, that was on the organization. They made a mistake. Yeah. Man, he's he's not the plus. It's it doesn't not, make yeah, him less of not, an athlete or anything like that. Yeah. So every so he's getting all this hate right now. He shouldn't be in the league. But why? Because Denver, <laughs> Denver, who we all say is an outstanding organization and all these type things, but they he shouldn't be in the league because they put too much draft equity in him. Yeah. So that's how you got to. So that's you guys just keep listening to us. That's what I'm just trying to tell you. We you, you got to look at things in a certain light and you see how the really us by us i mean you and i <laughs> we are the we are voices that can help people see things one way or the other and and the masses normally just jump on the easy one and say that player is a bust and then try to say i'm talking about the ball no you're not you're talking about the individual you're talking, yeah you're talking about the person um the person yeah, I, I I I don't know how we got here, but let's put let's put a button on Julio. Oh yeah, you're um, right. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I chose no, a side note. This was no. A I mean, this was a very good conversation. Julio, right? I'm trying to figure out where did we land? How did we land? We were we were um, talking about so yeah. Julio we, so we were talking about. I know we were talking about equity. Julio. Yeah, I know we were talking about Julio. So let's put a button on Julio. Um, yeah. I think. Well, I mean, I, I I've said it. Like I just I just don't see it happening. And, and as far as a price tag, um, 
I mean, you say you say a two uh, if they pick up some of the salary. Um, if they don't pick up the salary, maybe a three. Um, I'll can I just pass? Like I, I, like, uh, yeah, I like I don't like I don't know that this that's this, a smart this move. I don't know that this needs to be made, right? Can can I just pass on this transaction? Uh, well, I already said yes. You can. You know me. I already said we don't need Julio. Julio's a luxury, but yeah. we don't need Julio. So there's no reason to freak out if we don't get him or overspend for him. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see how this thing plays out. I mean, if, if in fact he ends up in the colors, and of course that'd be great, right? That's obviously another added. Uh, no. Can I say one thing though? Like one one more thing before we put a button on this, because you're right. It'd be great if he ends up in the colors. Um. You know what? Ooh, I, I kind of don't want to see him go to Seattle, though. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, now between us and Seattle, then John Lynch, you better, you better, John Lynch, you better, you better, you better make it work. You better, you better start doing some GMing over there if it's between us, yeah. it's us and Seattle. That that is for sure. I, well, I second yeah. that. Then now we now we can talk. If it's between us and him going to Seattle, then obviously it's like okay, all right. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can see maybe a two. <laughs> That changes the conversation for sure. That changes sure. the conversation right there. Yeah, <laughs> you put him real talk. in, in DK and in Lockett. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that at all. Um, this is Believe in Forty Nineers. I don't want to see that. Th- this is the Believe in Forty Nineers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, so. Make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, Cody Benjamin, um, CBS Sports, he predicted the entire 49ers season, uh, had them going 12-5. and five. However, there's a caveat, ED. Mm-hmm. Um, starting off the season well, win at the Lions, win at the Eagles in Week 2. But then he has them losing week three against the Packers, week four against the Seahawks, week five against the Cardinals, and then there's the bye. And then there's week seven against the Colts, and all of a sudden Trey Lance emerges as the starting mm-hmm. quarterback. And he mm-hmm. comes in and he saves the season. And this was this is what Cody Benjamin wrote in uh in, in on CBSSports.com. Um First of all, this little stretch here with the Packers, Seahawks, and Cardinals, not an easy stretch by any, any uh, point of the imagination. Um, but to lose all three of those in a row, I, I do find that a little bit much um, in, in all honesty. Um, and then a healthy and then with a healthy a healthy Niner squad against the Packers at home. Um, I mean, I, I like my chances there in that one, especially we don't even know if Aaron Rodgers going to be there, right? But um, overall, yeah. your thoughts yeah. though. I mean, we. I mean, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, right? Like, I mean, best case uh, scenario, right? Like, we don't even see Trey Lance this season. Um, if uh, it, well, it, well, I told you, I told you going into this buy was buys what in in week buys what, week six, six. week six. Remember, I told you, I said I could see, I, I, I there is a there is a there is potential for that to be. Out, an, an outstanding break at five and one, um, and, or you could be sitting there at one and five. Yeah. Of, of course, of course, you have to play the games and all this stuff. But I'm be, because of the way 
the road games show up and, and the timing of, of everything. Because it's, it's hard to win games on the road, number one, people. I don't care who you are. It's hard to win a road game. You start off your season on the road. It's tough to win your first game on the road. And everyone knows them because everyone knows the importance of getting off to a good start. So it's tough to go on the road early on. So now you can you can easily flip those when we look at the team, but that can easily be an 0-2 start. I mean, it, it really yeah, could. It, it could. Um, Green Green Bay is a toss-up on how too difficult that game is going to be based on who's quarterbacking. Yes. Yeah, you you know that. So I mean, you could you could get off to a you, so all of these things that he's saying, all the what ifs, all of the yeah, it's there. So could this potentially happen? What this what this writer is saying? Yes, of course it could. So if the question is, could it happen? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it it could. I mean, it really could. Um, do I expect that to be uh, the route to go? No. Um, my answer, and I'm going to answer it as if it has happened. If it does happen, okay, great. Uh, but we, as I said before, you just reset the quarterback position. You you reset the quarterback position, and um, uh, which is something I think you're going to do. I know we put a button on Julio. I got on I got off on another rant, but I was going to bring that fact up. I think bringing in Julio is saying that you want to reset the quarterback position sooner than later. I think that's what Julio signing would do. It would signify to me that you're trying to get a bigger arm at the quarterback position, and you want to do more with the wide receivers. Oh, Why wow. bring in Julio if you're not going to use him? Okay. Which means you're resetting the quarterback position, which means you're reestablishing your window of championship success, and you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. That's all. So so, so that's the whole thing, fans. I, I still keep saying, I don't think you're going to win a Super Bowl with the rookie quarterback. You're reestablishing your window. I think this team can win a championship. You know, I said it before. I said it when they were losing last year, everything. Like, the team is not bad. They're not rebuilding. They're hurt. Watch out next year. This is next year. This team can win a championship right now, not with Trey Lance. So, that, that's my thought. So the thing I have with this, so that means Jimmy went 2-3. and three. That means Trey Lance is going to go 10-2 and two mm-hmm. <laughs> without a bye week. Um, mm-hmm. Straight through, he's gonna go ten and two as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that to me seems a bit much for a rookie quarterback. But I mean, that's just yeah. me. Um, and, now, and then also, wait, now, but but even but think about that. So now he's going ten and two. Um, so they, they say that does that does that record win the division? So does twelve and five win the division? Um, so then you you're looking at so you want him to go ten and two, and then he's got to give you. So now he's got to give you what three more? Um, he's got to give you three more wins to um, because that's because twelve and that might need, so he's gonna have to give you four more wins, right? To get to the, to, to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's. He yeah, so he's got to he's got to give he's got to give you fourteen wins as a rookie. As a rookie, yeah, Bowl. as a rookie to win your Super Bowl, yeah, and and that's so that's basically going fourteen and two. So, so that's that's that's, that's all a little, I'm saying. Right? That's a little. That's a lot. That's a little. I mean, the ten and two is a lot for me. Um, in all honesty. But then this is this is also, I mean, like that's just like that's like whoa. Like, that's just way, way too lofty of expectations. For, I don't care who the quarterback is, right? Like I, I don't like. Yeah. I don't. I don't care who it is. For a rookie quarterback to go ten and two, I think that's a little. That's a 
bit much. And, and I understand Kyle's system, and it's a running system, this, that, and the other, and you got this fantastic defense, yada, yada, yada. Ten, ten wins in your first year, um, that's that, that's a bit much. Uh, but also, this just reeks to me of just more Jimmy slander. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, let, There's let's... There's a whole lot of hate for Jimmy. Let's just... Let's just call a spade a spade. Like, so obviously, so so Jimmy's going to struggle coming out of the gate. Well, he's going to win the first two on the road, but then he's going to struggle against, you know, some some better teams. And and when history has shown us, um, and that's the thing about this article, right? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, there's no quantifying injury or anything like that, right? So so mm-hmm. we don't know if Jimmy got hurt or dinged up in one of these games or whatever, right? But, but assume, the assumption has to be that he got benched. But yeah. but the assumption is benched that he got – assumption is he got benched for play, right? And, and yeah. history has told us that when healthy, Jimmy's good. Yeah. So, you know, there there would have to be some – and for, for me, for this to happen, there would have to be some sort of an injury or whatever, you know, that, that would impede – him and this team from from uh, getting off to you know a a, a good or fr- from falling into that two and three hole that that he has them falling in. That's just me. I just I just think it's just I, it's just Jimmy slander. I mean I, that's just how well, I look even, at it. Uh, that's a part of it. Even if you fall into that hole again, I mean, what's your reason for falling into that hole? I have said before, if Jimmy plays well, you know, you and I have had this discussion, and I said it before. Um, um, well, you know what? Let, let me just say this right now. Jimmy Garoppolo playing well um, and not winning a Super Bowl doesn't mean that he's gone. I, I still say that Jimmy's going to be here for a couple of years if he plays well. Um, because how his if he comes in and he still shows that, guess what? When I'm under center, we're winning games. Yeah. Why would you get rid of that? Why would why would anyone? I'm, I'm remember, Kyle and John have only won as the heads of this organization with Jimmy under center. So at two and three, and Jimmy's playing well, what are the reasons you're two and three? If it's not Jimmy, you're not going to pull him. You're two and three. Yeah. You're sitting with twelve games left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why why would you? Well, you're sitting there at five hundred. With, with you know basically with with 12 games left your whole division um home field advantage everything is still up in the air at that time why would you pull the trigger on that unless um un- unless the quarterback in Trey Lance is just showing that like wait a minute you can't keep him off the field because I- I've said before I'm not even thinking about I'm not even thinking about putting Trey out there unless this this is my this is my unless unless i'm looking at him and he gets it he gets it he like wait a minute i'm looking at this dude and he's rallying off what to do as quickly as jimmy he understands everything that i want he he has become an extension of the play caller like jimmy is he knows what i want him to do and he's more physically gifted if it's close He's a rookie. It's close. It's no longer close. Yeah. That, <laughs> now, yeah. And it's, now it's I got to ride the upside. But 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 just to, but 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 to put him out there and say, well, I hope he gives us a spark. I hope he can do this when Jimmy's playing well. Um, that's how coaches get fired. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that, that at two and three and twelve games left, that's, uh, you better be right, or you won't be there. Even with Trey Lance, you won't be there. <laughs> It'll be, he'll be the next coach's, um, you know, issue to worry about yeah. getting to, to perform. No longer, yeah, no you longer can, your issue. It's the next guy. Absolutely, because that's that's just that's not a smart move when the other guy is winning. Yeah. Um, I want to get into this quickly as well. I, I I have some I have some concerns about the uh the defensive line. Um, okay. Concerns, he says. Like I just I'm not sure that it's enough, right? Like I like I, I remember like 19. It was just like okay, you know, you just got all these dudes. And even last year, you know, even with all the injuries, you know, you saw mm-hmm. you you saw that 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 unit perform. You know, at a at at a fairly high level. Um, but just from a depth perspective, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 first four. I mean, you got Armstead, Ken Law, Jones, Bosa. Okay, give me that, right? But I mean, we have no idea what's going on with D Ford. Um, Kentavious Street, yeah, I rock with. Um, yeah, Jordan mm-hmm. Willis. You know, I mean, he he showed some flashes. Um, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, is 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 like is, and this could just be me just being a glutton here. But like, like it's is like I see six solid guys here. Is that mm-hmm. is that enough? Yeah, six solid guys is enough. Yes, if you have six solid guys. If I if I got six if I got six six dudes that can hunt. Yeah, I don't need but four every play, right? So if I got six that can hunt, and some in some defenses, I won't. I will, I'll only be using three of them. And I'm being generous it's, with the solid too, right? Because I mean, yeah, Will, yeah. Willis is kind of a question mark. I mean, Street. I, I think you kind of know what you have in him. Arden Key is an interesting guy. I, I mean, he's a guy I loved coming out of LSU. Um, I haven't really seen the production though so far. You know, with the Raiders, but he comes over. So I mean, he, uh-huh. he, he's a guy that you know could contribute. Um, the I think the Hyder loss was big. Oh, well, it, it was, Big. it was because he had shown that he could play it, it but you know what? I, you, you lost Hyder, um, but you get back Bosa. So, so think about this, the attention, the attention that Bosa gets helps other players. Armstead's going to be better. Armstead will be much better because Armstead won't get as much attention as he was getting before because you can't. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, have to he, I mean, he basically had to be the guy last year for yes, yeah. yes, and, we, and he's we not talked the guy. about that. Yeah, like he's a yes, he he he's not he's not the guy, and that that's another one of those situations where I say it's not it's not Armstead's fault that he was drafted in the position he was drafted in. Armstead's a good player. His draft position makes people want him to be a great player. That's and I I get it, I understand all that. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter if, if Bosa had been picked in the seventh round. It doesn't matter. He's a great player. It's like Kittle. It, it didn't matter where you picked me. You guys messed up. You you messed up your evaluation. Kittle's a great player. Bosa's a great player. So when Bosa hits the field, you better pay attention to Bosa. And because he's on the field, it, just like Kittle on offense, other things open up because you got to pay attention to Kittle. You have to pay attention to Bosa. So now when you put a good player next to a great player, that good player can be consistently good. Just like you expect Bosa to be consistently great, so Armstead's going to be a better player. So yes, so when you start looking at the the loss of some of these guys, you can still see how I, I 
six guys are they it's enough it's enough because remember you're also but going that's a maybe to, though right i mean but, but but remember this but remember this you're also going to add into that mix um you're going to add guys like like warner and greenlaw we we can go through all the all the backers where you're going to start adding them into the blitz. You're going to, you think about the playmaking ability of all of those guys. So it's not the expectation is not for those six guys to control the front and the pass rush and all these things. You, you want to have four fresh guys and you rotate them accordingly so that they can pressure. But now you add in another guy, a linebacker here and there, and and it and it keeps those guys a little bit fresher, um, which which goes back to the secondary. And I think they're trying to do that. You're trying to build your secondary, in which uh, you can put a body on a body more. And the expectation is not to play seven. You know, we're gonna we're gonna zone off everything. We're gonna only send four guys, and everybody else is gonna drop back in coverage. No, you can pressure more because your guys can cover outside. You 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 know that Verrett can cover anybody you want him to cover. You can survive a lot of downs that way. So now, how many other corners? E-Man, are you going to show me that? We just brought in these rookies. Are you guys going to show me that we can consistently do those things? So, yeah, then, then you got enough. You got enough. You, you want as many as you can. But remember, I don't need all six of those guys to give me their best snaps every play. I need a mix of those guys giving me their best snaps consistently. And if you keep them fresh enough, you should be able to do that. That's that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the hope is there's some surprises in here, right? Of course, but, uh, always, always. I, that's the only way you can win a championship. You got to have some surprises. Yeah, but I, I just don't. Um, I don't know. I I you did, I you can't. Want I, the old names. You want Buckner back. I just, well, I mean, you know. That's, you want Hyder. You want Buckner. You want it all. I want it, all. want it all. I mean, especially up front, right? Because, I mean, we know, like, we know, right? Like, if you're going to win, you better have some dudes up front. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and be able to right. – and not just, like, four dudes. Like, you need to be able to rotate some dudes in and out and, and, and be able to give you some production. And, and I well, think – Well, but, but look, you got three number ones. Three number one, in your opinion. So let's just look at your. But you, your but see, you four. know how I feel about Armstead, though. I but mean, but still, but but I just told you how I feel about Armstead. Armstead, Armstead, as it's still, Armstead may even if you say he's not a top ten draft selection. He should have been okay. All right, Armstead's a good player. Armstead, Armstead. I don't have to quit. Armstead is a double digit sack guy. You know how I know he's done it. I don't have to question it. I don't have to ask. I don't have to wonder. I've seen it. So I know in the right situation that he can give me double-digit sacks. I know Bosa can. Let's see if Kinlaw can, because I think Kinlaw is only about to get better. He's going to be more comfortable. He's going to be stronger. His man body is just going to get more in tune with an NFL man body. So, look, I got three number ones on my front. I That should, that should be able to give people a, a, something to think about right now. And and not only do I have three number ones, I got three, I mean, pretty big human beings. And and the smallest one is fast as I don't know what at getting to the quarterback. So, you know, I, 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 I'm not concerned about, you know, I've said this entire time, even with Salah leaving and everything, the defense is the least of my concerns. 
I, I, the defense is going to be good because everybody keeps trying to make it seem like Robert Sala was making plays. Robert Sala had not got one ball. <laughs> he had made one tackle. You he had made went, one sack. You mean to tell me he went out there? He went I, out there. I just, everybody gets all <laughs> crazy because they they kept showing him on the sideline and he's all geek. But remember, he was on the sideline. He didn't just come from from rushing the passer when he was doing. Everybody that. act like he was in uniform, <laughs> making play. They act like he's Fred Warner. Like when Fred Warner's out there, you mean and he's to tell me he wasn't out there in the three I'm, technique? You is that what you tell me? Like everybody keeps acting like Sala was coming off of that edge like Bosa. It wasn't. You know that, that great that great play across the middle. <laughs> where Fred Warner laid out and knocked that ball down on a wide receiver. And we were all like, are you kidding me? And Sala was just like going crazy on the sideline. He was on the damn sideline. Oh, so, and so, I, so people, remember, Sala got really, really good when Bosa and Buck and Sherm and, <laughs> and I can keep going. It's not Fred about the Warner X's and the O's. And it's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. That is for sure. It's amazing how much better yeah. you are yeah. when you have good people on the field, and that's what's going to happen. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. So I, I yes, we need some surprises. We there there were some guys that you had there that you were certain of what they're going to do. It, it's like like Bosa. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. I know what he can do. I know he got hurt. He didn't forget how to play football. He didn't forget how to rush. The, the only thing that's going to prevent him from doing what he did is his leg not working. That's the only thing that stopped him from doing what he does yeah. is his leg. So if his leg works, which I'm going to assume if when he gets back on the field that his leg works, he's going to be the same guy. Yeah. So, so, so that's what I'm looking at right now. And I'm expecting some improvement from E-Man and Ken laws and green laws, all the young players, they're going to get bad, better. So um, I'm not concerned about it, bro. I'm, I, I'm, I know how you, you, you just, I mean, you're, you're, you're like, you're like some, you're, I mean, man, you're, you're, you're like mommy, man. You're like mommy. You're, you're like mommy. You're, you're like, you're like my, you're like my, my, um, you're like my over 100 year grandmother. You, 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 you're like mommy. That's what we call her mommy. And, and mom, mommy has seen so much that she can always say, well, this could happen and that could happen. And what if this, what, because she's experienced so much, you have seen so much that you're always worried about the what if you, yeah. you're really like a coach. Uh, yeah. You're, you're really, you're like a coach. And, and I say this all the time. Coaches are the most paranoid about, people ever. They're paranoid. Yeah. They're paranoid. Well, well you know, ED, I, I was a coach once upon a time, not football, but I coached hoop for a little bit. Well, so, well, I, I, I know all about it. And coaches are paranoid by nature. Absolutely. Because they have, they have to worry about the what if. And some can even, some can be paralyzed by the what if. <laughs> yes. it, it makes it, no, seriously. It's very there, true. There are very good exes and old guys that get paralyzed because they're always trying to find the perfect what if, as opposed to just allowing the players on the field to adjust and make and things make happen. That's why, that's why you see sometimes really simple schemes play well like the like the tampa bay buccaneers like the seattle seahawks like my like my um, 94 niners we didn't do a whole lot we had a whole lot in the playbook but there would be games that we would play 75 snaps i've told you that and 50 60 of them would be one defense yeah because it was like 
like go you play. guys go play you guys go play and we would adjust those defenses accordingly based on what you were trying to do like you don't have to scheme everything up they would allow us to do it at one point i told you this and i i remember i don't know pot before the pot pot after pot remember i told you we would go through the week we would practice and that 9014 like thursday or friday we would come in and tom homo um who was our um 49er super bowl champion um uh, db uh, he's now the ad up at byu tom was was my db coach tom would come in homo would, would come in and he would, he would ask us okay will you guys tell me how you're playing this he put up certain formations and be like how are you guys going to play this so i can explain it to them in the meeting room when we get up there. <laughs> they would put the deep they put a defense in and we'd be like nah it's better work. if we do it this way yeah like, E, I'm going to do this. And Tim would be like, okay, E, do it this way. And Prime, you do this. And Merton like, well, I'm going to take that if if they do this. So, E, you know, I know it's set up for me to be in the middle. I'm gone. I'm jumping that. And I'm like, okay. So, it, so that's it, – seriously, he, he would say, explain to me how you guys are going to play this defense. I, we know how we drew it up. We know in theory what's supposed to happen, but what's going to happen. So, that's what – you can get the bodies to make their adjustments. Um so don't I, I I wouldn't worry about it so much because that's the that's the overriding theme. Everybody's like, how do you think this defense is going to be without Salah? Um, guys, um, newsflash: yeah. the defense has been without Salah forever. He's never played. Yeah, no, I, I was I was there <laughs> when he when he when he first left, or even before he left, I was there. I was like, man, this he's leaving. It's happening, like. <laughs> So yeah, no, I I definitely was there, and D'Amico Ryan's like it was a great opportunity for him, and, and I'm excited to see what he can do with this defense. Um, they're D'Amico's still going to be fine. Yeah, I mean he's still look he's he's still got some pieces. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh huh. But I mean I you know I, I look at the depth on the D line. I, I look at I don't know, we've we've been talking about this for a better part of the last year or so. Just in the secondary at the, at the safety position, like, you know, like a ball hawk, right? Like, like yeah, that, that's I'm still, looking, like that's looking, still yeah. missing, right? So, um, But let me say this. Let me say this. You know, they, they did invest in the secondary. I don't know if that investment um, um, dive has stopped just yet. We'll see what happens as they move forward. But that right there in itself is going to change how you how you do things as well. If you have found yourself some diamonds in the rough, just like Jason Verrett, uh, you you know my whole talk, thought on him before he showed anybody anything. What did I tell you? I, I you know I you know, and I have a witness right. Here. I told you if he's healthy, yeah. And this was before he played a snap. Before he played, yeah. Before he, we were all, we were on board if, with this. I I, I, I told you if he's healthy, you. he was going to be the best cover guy. I said that's what Richard Sherman playing. I said he's going to be the best cover guy that they have out there. I was like he's better than Sherman one on one coverage if he's healthy. Yeah, when he I mean when he's healthy, he's a top guy in the league. He's a top he's a top five cover yeah. guy in the league when he's healthy. Yeah, and and that and that's what I and I I knew it, and he will be that. That's just who he is. There's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter if the dude is big. Um, fast, quick, whatever he can cover anybody. He just has that skill set. So now, can you find somebody else like that? Did you did you find yourself another player? I mean, you invested um, some high equity, draft equity in these players, and if you are correct, you know my whole feel on the draft equity, <laughs> but if you are correct in what you did, you found yourself some players um, that can push E-man to a different height, 
even watching Jason Verrett should push E-Man to a different height because I remember playing across from Don Griffin, and I was like, this guy, when I was a rookie, I'm looking at this guy and Don Griffin, I'm like, he does everything right. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there listening to George Seifert just browbeat me, and I'm like, damn, I'm doing it just like Griff. Like, yeah. like why don't they do it? So it's like it, it just kept pushing me and motivating me to like, wait a minute, I got to outperform this dude before they even, you know, just stop yelling at me. And so that's that's the thing. So E-Man should want like, wait a minute, I want to be the guy. Like, wait a minute, JV came back and now everyone is talking about he's one of the best. What about me? That that's so all of those type things. I think that can make the secondary better because the talent level is rising in the in the secondary um, with with these younger players. Uh, but that is going to make the D line better too. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. I, I, and I have a huge bias towards uh, D'Amador, Lenore, and, and Talanoa, Hufanga, a couple of the draft picks. D'Amador, a lot mm-hmm. of people think he's he's probably going to be K-Wan's replacement in the slot. I think he can play outside, though. That, that That's just me. Um, I think I think he can, he can do both. Um, but maybe slot I, is I, where he lands. I, yeah. uh-huh. um, I think he can do both as well. And playing in the slot is harder. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. 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 It, it, well, you know what? It, it, not, not, let me say this. It's not, it's not that it's harder. Playing in a slot is a different type of responsibility, so it's harder for a lot of corners because a lot of corners don't um, play with all of that in mind or early on in their careers. That's that's the thing. And Talano okay. is a guy who we we talked about him before, but I mean he got a he got a you know he he forced a lot of turnovers last season, and he he's mm-hmm. tutored by Troy Palomalo, so. You know, hopefully some of that, you know, has rubbed off. I mean, we saw some of that rub off on him last year at USC. Obviously, this is yep. a whole different level. So, hope, but that's, hopefully that's... it translates uh, uh-huh. to, to a certain extent. So, so we, we shall see. Um, yeah. Look, uh, I think that uh, – I think we'll, we'll we'll keep our eye on this whole Julio thing. Um, not getting my hopes up. Um, and the Jimmy slander just, you know – just, just cease, <laughs> cease fire, cease, Jeez. cease, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I think this was uh, for for our first June pod. I think we did well, Ed. I think we did well. First, first June you know pod what? of uh of of twenty twenty one here. So, hey man, if you won't pat me on the back, who will? <laughs> right, <laughs> we we need each other. <laughs> Hey, BMB, BMB. <laughs> we all we got. <laughs> and my, my brother's keep. <laughs> right. Iron sharp as iron. We can just keep going with it. But, uh, <laughs> so that, so that, that'll do it for this one. Uh, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. Relocated wherever you find your podcast. There's a, a, a like button on your particular subscription service. Go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, hit us up on social media. Get involved in the show. Tell us why we're wrong about Julio or Lance or why I'm super paranoid about the D-line for no reason. Uh, I'm at R. Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump in Run. So, from a partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.